Welcome to this week's episode of the Sullivan and Sons Sports Podcast. I'm Seamus Sullivan. And I'm Mark Sullivan. Special Tuesday recording for you guys. It's uh, We usually record on Thursdays and then I edit and release them whenever I whenever I do that. <laughs> whenever you feel like it. <laughs> I usually try and get them done that night or maybe the next the Friday, the day after. But we are recording on Tuesday. Might still come out on Thursday. We'll see. But it's also been a while. We had... We missed a couple weeks, and then Thanksgiving, and then I deleted the audio. <laughs> I was super mad about that. Oh, I was so mad. I don't even. I don't get. I had saved it, and then I had edited it and saved it again, and lost the audio somehow. But that's for a different day. We'll we'll start with. It's very recent that it was. I hadn't heard anything about it. Apparently, LeBron James is building a school in Akron, which is what. I've been wanting professional athletes to do for the longest time is invest in your community. If I ever got to mentor a professional athlete or represent one, I would tell them, Hey, as of what you should do for your foundation or for your, your philanthropy, invest in the town that you grew up in or whatever town and give back specifically to that community. What's the appeal to you to investing specifically back into a hometown or, or advising a, a player to do that? I feel like they would probably know what the best thing that they... So LeBron James came from Akron, probably spent a decent amount of time in the schools there, and obviously he knew the schools needed an upgrade. I don't know. It's just like a hometown appeal Got sort it. of thing. I think it just it makes the biggest difference. I mean, you see J.J. Watt. He's not even from Houston, but I love what he did. He plays in Houston. Give back to Houston, you know, did the whole fundraiser thing. So I don't know. I just think it's... I like what he's doing specifically. Again, I'm not an educator, and so I can't speak to it. But well, I guess I am speaking to it. So, nevertheless, I'm <laughs> you not can an be educator. A commentator. Yes, I can make my <laughs> comments on it from my standpoint. Is the fact that they're going to lengthen the school year and begin classes in the summer because kids in the U.S. have such a long summer break that they they lose they lose information, they forget things, and and they want to be able to improve retention. I think that makes a lot of sense. I do not know the the article we read didn't indicate anything about, you know, how the foundation funding is working with the local school district and but certainly there has to be some sort of partnership there to be able to allow I think them LeBron to have a James longer. can build a school, right? Well, it's it's <laughs> it's uh, it's I don't know that it's actually um it says he's building a a proved a plan for a partnership with it. Um, and that, does it say school? Uh, plan for a public school. Yeah, yeah. I guess it is. Uh, it's, it's, and for kids who are at risk. And I was focusing on the longer longer days and that cl- and the school year yeah, sounds like it'll be longer too. administration costs yeah. is what you're thinking about. Well, and, and, and teachers in general, they have been resistant to longer school years without getting additional pay for that additional work. They probably would, right? That, I don't know. You know, again, you get to public school contracts with unions and everything else. It gets very <laughs> difficult simply to go, all right, we're going to, we'll increase your pay. You think pay they'll and... call it the LeBron James school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. You might have kids 
trying to not do well in school just so they can go to this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. No. Yeah, I'm no, really bad. No. I just failed this reading test. I'm way behind. I need to go can to Can I go to that special <laughs> school across town? They'll probably have a very nice basketball court. Yeah. <laughs> they have hardwood no. over here. We got the simple rubber mats. I, I know. If, I think I've criticized. I don't know. Maybe I have or haven't. But this is really cool. Love what he's doing. And... Other athletes should take note and do the same thing. And I, I, I like the ed- giving. I think I, this is the other thing, as I like he's giving back to education because I think it's a really important thing that athletes don't stress enough because a lot of them don't need it or didn't need it or right. That's it's true. Not, you know, and even he himself. I mean, he has. Uh, he didn't go uh, beyond high school education, so you know they. And a lot of times, you when you think about those things that then it certainly reflects or makes an appearance that there's less value to it. You know who I really like? Larry Fitzgerald. I'm, I'm switching on you, but he went, he got his college education because his mom really wanted him to. Oh, that's and I guess right. he had never finished up at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I remember him. Like he, he finished up at the University of Phoenix. Right, they used online. it as, a, as an ad, but I thought yeah, it was right. really cool still. That, it still is, right. Yeah. I mean, he still had to go through the effort and hope that he was graded on the same sort of curve that everyone else was, not that... <laughs> L. An Fitzgerald shows up on your, <laughs> your test. Oh, 100. <laughs> well, I think the fact that it was, I, I think it was all online, right? University of Phoenix. Yeah, is, that's as I so understand it. It's only they'd be like, oh, Larry Fitzgerald. That's you know, <laughs> no way. That's the Larry Fitzgerald. So you, you switch quickly to football hometown, and this has nothing to do with giving back to your hometown, but I thought I'd bring it up because it was a fascinating antidote. We were watching the Monday night game last night, which was the Ravens and the Texans. And your mom was pretty much about to fall asleep. And she says, Max Williams, Max Williams, is he from Waconia? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, is he a rookie this year? I'm like, no, this is his third season. He was, yeah. So he had a a nice reception. I don't know. I don't know that he had uh, a stellar game, but he looked good for that one reception that he was on the field for. I haven't seen him a whole lot because I, you know, somewhat try and keep track. Max Williams graduated from Waconia High School. Waconia High School, the high school I went to. He was a senior. I was a freshman. But it's, I've just been keeping track of him because he actually went to University of Minnesota as well. Correct. Just I He think played he, one or two years? I don't no, know. He would have played at least three. And that's why I can't remember if he played three or four. I don't think he played four. I think he entered early into so the NFL draft. Three, yeah. three, maybe he redshirted. And I, I don't know, but it's, it's a cool story. He, he had a decent season last year, actually. And I think what happened is he was supposed to be higher on the depth chart and he might be because Owen Daniels, I think retired or was gone, lost to injury for the whole season. But the Ravens have just sucked as a team, but also a passing team. Right. So I think that's really hurt him in terms of making flashy plays. So I don't know exactly how much he's on the field, but. That's that's good to hear because I hadn't heard anything like any receptions or any touchdown passes. He was redshirted at the University of Minnesota in 2012. So yeah, um, so four years, but only three playing. More or he less, he entered the NFL draft after his redshirt sophomore season, foregoing oh, wow. his junior and senior seasons. Wow! So drafted in the second round by the yeah, Baltimore Ravens. He did, so. he did really well then for only. Only really playing two years of college football. Wow, I didn't. And again, I'm picking this off of Wikipedia. I mean, we knew his father played in the NFL, but his grandfather also played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, 
But going back to what well, we're talking about college, we'll go back to basketball though. Um, <laughs> I know we both actually kind of were thinking about this at the same time. And it's something I've thought about before and I've experimented with in video games, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, the Crimson Tide, not their football team, their basketball team finished with three players playing against five Minnesota Gophers players. Right. Oh man, that's that's weird cuz <clears throat> and they played that way for the final over 10 minutes of the game. So we're right. not talking about okay, well, we're just we're not just mopping up playing one That's or, 25% of the game. Right. They that's the last play, fourth of the game. Yeah. Cuz they played two 20-minute halves, but it's incredible circumstances their entire bench was ejected. And then for leaving the bench during an altercation, yep. so the the refs threw them all out. So then they got five players. Then one fouled out, right? And then one hurt his ankle, got an injury. At that point, you'd just be like, just hobble around out there. It's like, <laughs> might as well have another. <laughs> Even if you can't move, at least you're somebody. It's, what else are you gonna do? Like, you want to sit on the court or sit on the bench? Right? No, I'm just right. kidding. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It, I. I, I noticed this last year. Maybe. So you experimented with this in your video game? Yeah, like NBA, back when EA Sports made an NBA video game. And I can't remember. They don't make one anymore? Uh, they stopped, and I think they made a, it. 2K is really the 2K Sports is the one who okay. makes the good basketball game, at least. I think EA made one again, and it, it really stunk. I didn't, I didn't buy it or play it, so I don't know. But that's off topic. I can't remember what happened in the video game. I think... You just kept playing with the five guys you had, and you just racked up unlimited fouls. Well, what's I can't what's, remember. what's more incredible, and I, I couldn't watch any of this game, is 10 minutes in the game, they are playing five on three for the remainder of the game, and Alabama made a game of it. Right, they lost yeah. by five points. <laughs> I mean, you're playing five on three. Again, I don't know what they said. It was only um, shown on Facebook Live. There was no... Um, video recording of it, but I was thinking they had something on Sports Center. Oh, did so they? they? Must have. I don't know how they got that. Well, they probably got it from the footage on Facebook. In terms okay. of the, you know, there was probably people who were you know professionally recording it, but in terms of broadcast oh, okay. Okay. network, gotcha. it wasn't on a broadcast network. And I I don't know how the Gophers played it, but I was thinking if I was well, Richard Pitino, I would have just told the guys run. Run, run, run. Just The run. golfer's coach? Yeah. I would yeah. have just told them to, to when you get a rebound, just run it up the court. Just push the court. Just push it because, you know what? We'll run these guys into the ground That's and true. we'll just rotate. You know, even, even if we don't rotate, you know, we can rotate in fresh guys, you know, every the couple way, of minutes. It was crazy. The way, at least I only watched a couple of sequences of it, the way that Minnesota was playing defense and Alabama was having to bring the ball up, they were facing... One guy was double teamed, and then the other two guys, it was three on two. Okay. I, I don't know how they would just make good passes, and then they were just kind of just throwing shots up or trying to drive, and stuff was going in. So it was. Well, and I know the one Alabama player made like three three pointers in a row, and, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, just cover. You, again, you could double cover two guys and yeah. play one guy straight up. So you have no idea, you know, why, why they. Uh, you know, what strategy that crazy. I don't know how as a ref, you can justify ejecting an entire bench. Well, I, I think and the, not, and the Gophers, didn't I think the NCAA players, follows right? the same, same rule as the NBA, which is leave the bench, get ejected. Yes. And their player. Mm-hmm. And what the, 
what the Gophers did is their coaches actually held the, or I don't know how much they, they physically <laughs> prevented it from, they stood in their way so they would not get on the court. They must have the same program. You know how the NFL, you basically have a coach per player. I don't know if we've made this joke on the podcast. No. Now there's like a running backs coach and an assistant running backs coach. Now you're talking football. Again. This is football. They okay. have like a coach for everything. I'm like, they must have, they have a 50, 53 man roster. I, it feels like they have 53 coaches for these 53 guys. That must be what They're Minnesota does. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Minnesota must have a coach for every player who just, you know, tackled them onto the bench. <laughs> well, or good coaching. Cause, yeah. yeah. But again, I, it was fascinating. I'd never heard that um, happening before. No. So, yeah. I'm sure it has, but at least not recently or in a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd never in my lifetime had, had heard about that sort of situation. So anyway, do you want to move on to yeah, the next topic? We'll go to we'll go to football, even though we talked about it a little bit already. What do we got? We got, oh, Michael Vick paying off his debt. Yeah, we're really not a football story, but I thought it was, again, um, fascinating to me. I think, again, it showed a, a, a high measure of character that he had paid back $17 million in debt, debt that he had owed since July 2008. So he's been doing this for nine years that he paid it off. Well, I read into it, and it mentioned it in the story, but it was weird because he filed he filed bankruptcy Correct. July 2008. That would have been after his conviction for the dogfighting ring, and he's going to prison, right? And then he, t- yes. And so he declared a different bankruptcy, though, he, where they Chapter don't, 11 versus Chapter 7. Where they don't they don't take all your stuff and say... Instead of them seizing all his stuff and saying your debt is paid, it was what he. What you do with Chapter Eleven is you work with all your creditors to pay them back. To, you to re- set up work a out payment, payment arrangement, and, or and you negotiate generally lesser total. Like they might say it's a hundred thousand dollars. They might say, "All right, we'll take fifty thousand dollars as an acceptable." And they'll and the the attorneys will say, "Well, this is what we expect his income to be." And so over the course of the next nine or 10 years, this is how much we could pay him back. Is this acceptable to you? We can pay back $50,000 over the course of the next nine years or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm, the figures I'm using, everything is, okay. is made up. But that's the nature of how they negotiate. They say this is expected income. Well, so we can pay so it was back. there any liquidation? And do they take his house, take his cars? Or um, Normally in, um, you know, I, they would... If you do Chapter Seven, there's not liquidation. Now they, that might be part of the negotiation. It's usually is part of the negotiation that if you have assets, they're not going to say, "Oh, we'll leave you with a hundred million dollars worth of assets, and you're only going to pay us back seventeen million. If you have assets, there's an that's part of the negotiation where he might say, "Well, I'm going to keep one house in Atlanta. I'm going to keep two cars, whatever whatever the arrangement was, and I'll and the, this is how I plan to pay off the rest. I'm going to sell this, sell this, and or I'm going to give you back the house that I owe, and you can resell it yourself. Hmm. Um, so there's there's various negotiations that go I, on see, that way. I don't know what he made. I can't remember any of his contracts. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't Well, they a said he of... earned nearly $50 million um, from 2010 to 2014. So okay. afterwards, um, which... More than enough he to could, pay it off then. Yeah, well, if you take away taxes, that's about $20 million. <laughs> yeah, That's true, yeah. <laughs> you, know. you know what? You're right. He probably didn't get much more than... And that's so he had three years after that. Um, and I don't think he, he was getting a lot of endorsements, no, no. <laughs> um, so huh. yeah, that's he, crazy, yeah. 
Yeah. Anyways, I think it, it, it showed high, to him. Yeah, again, yeah. high character move in terms of doing that. Um, yeah, so I was impressed with that. And I always like the highlight stories where, you know, you see people doing the right thing. The other interesting thing also involves uh, a quarterback, Eli Manning. Oh. He's, he's not starting this Sunday. That is just... I won't use Plexico Burris's language, but I think he said it the best, right? You know, he's he's like, yeah. He said, said, he said, dang, dang. the guy shows up for 14 years. And you're benching him. Yeah. And it has, honestly, it has, his performance, they're going to be worse now. Uh, I mean, his performance has been acceptable. You know, when you look at other quarterbacks around the league, I mean, this is, and we talked about this. We'll t- we'll just rehash what we already talked about because we didn't record it, unfortunately. Um, but we base uh, we came to the conclusion. I think we had right. We basically agreed. Yes. They're, they're tanking this season. They want to lose the rest of their games, get that first overall pick, and but their reason was, oh, we want to see what we want to see what Geno Smith can do and what Davis Webb can. Geno Smith, you know what Geno Smith right. can do. He's, He's played enough. You have enough reps. Yeah. They played. He played in the preseason. He's played. He started regular season games. You you know what he can do. Uh, Davis Webb. I don't know. He has he played. I any, know. I think he I was know. a fifth round pick this year. Yeah, or something like that. Uh, maybe some preseason. I get that. It's it's really stupid though. And he's gonna get himself fired. So well, I would. You know, I don't think that the coach uh, could have made this decision himself. And in fact, the general manager also made a statement. And saying, hey, it's nothing more than we're two and nine and we're trying to move, the, do what's best for the organization and evaluating every <laughs> position. Baloney, they're doing it so they could get the first pick or, yeah. or a high pick at this yeah. point, anyways. So, that, I guess he's, I mean, he's he still signed through next year, right? I can't believe that he's, I, the only reason I would see doing it this year is if you were not under contract um, next year where you're like, okay, we're going to lose him anyways. Okay. But, yeah. I don't think that's the case. Uh, and I don't think it makes a difference. I'm not even making this argument, oh, you know, he of his streak of starting games. That's cool. Uh, you it said is. it was second to Brett Favre, right? Correct. And it's cool to see that, but it's just a dumb football decision. I don't think there's no evaluating Geno Smith. And that's the only reason they gave, right? Was we want to look at Geno Smith and Davis Webb? Right. And I, I looked it up here. Eli Manning is signed through 2020. Honestly, uh, I think he's the, 36 years old. So he's he's on the. So what? The, well, I'm just saying he's he's getting near the end of his career. I'm not just justifying right. that as a reason to bench him. No, I, I agree. I think it's you know the quarterbacks play a lot longer than anyone at any other position. So it just seems like. If if I were to make this decision, I think that honestly the the Giants should trade him. If you're if he's not going to be your starting quarterback, then you should trade him. Um, when is the trade deadline? Back. Isn't it? Hasn't the already come and gone? Yeah, yeah, football's pretty early. So mm. I mean, but I, I, yeah, maybe you can't trade him now. But I would have uh, um, traded him. And it doesn't help. You know what? I was just thinking about this now. It doesn't help that Odell Beckham was basically lost for the season, only played a couple games. Brandon Marshall didn't play, t- and already wasn't a great, you know, he was a good receiver, but he wasn't a number one wide out. Then they lost Sterling Shepard for a few games. Yep. And they, they, I mean, he, he's been playing with basically 
garbage receivers the whole season. Yeah. I, I they're it it seems odd. I think they're saying one thing. I think their true reasoning is different. Um yeah, it's just, just too bad. It is. The only good thing that comes out of this, and it, it shouldn't have factored into the decision, and I'm, I'm sure it didn't, is that if Geno Smith starts Sunday, he'll be the first African-American quarterback to start for the New York Giants, one of the the only team left that hadn't started a black quarterback. Yeah, so. again, I don't – that shouldn't have been coming to their decision-making. I um, doubt it did. They probably yeah, didn't even know. No, they probably didn't. But, well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> If you've At been around it, your that organization for a while, you should know its history and know some of those some of those details. Because yeah, when yeah, you maybe. said it, you were like, "Hey, uh, what about the Bears?" And I'm like, "I, from my childhood, could tell you that Vince Evans, you know, had started for the Bears, and I thought it was in the '80s. He was drafted in 1977, so I knew that." Is he is he the only one? Uh, he's, there definitely hasn't been one since 2000. I can't recall anyone else. Uh, can't I can't remember anyone else, mm. uh, and he might not. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing he would have been the first, and and only one. But yeah. Well, we'll, we'll move on to hockey then. And where were we going to start with this? I don't know if you wanted to oh. s- start with that. <laughs> they uh, some fines. Okay, so this was a while back, but I'm just going to read the story because it's pretty funny. Tampa Bay Lightning forward Alex Kalorn you know, was chirping the New York Rangers bench. Kevin Hayes of the Rangers responded with a stream from his water bottle to where Kaloran was standing on the ice and Kaloran turned around and jabbed his stick at him. Later, Steven Stamkos, who also plays for the Lightning, took a water bottle from the Lightning bench and squirted at the Rangers. All three players were fined $5,000 by the NHL. And that's actually the max under the their, you know, their That's a CBA. pretty significant amount for squirting a water bottle. <laughs> And then, Hayes, I mean, not Hayes, we're, we're not talking about like a Randy Moss incident where you're doing it at an official. You're just doing it at one another, yeah. you know. Just Hayes, Hayes the, jokingly justified his actions on Friday via the New York Post. I thought the ice was a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, the writer suggested that if you're going to end up five grand lighter, might as well use water balloons for maximum fun. Right. I, this just, it, it's, uh, it, it's it seems a little the, over. The I NHL should I, not have fined them. Well, if it should have, I would have done a a nominal fine. You know, something like hundred bucks or something. Yeah, maybe five hundred. I mean, to them, I mean, for five grand isn't even that much, is it? I don't know to uh, what their salaries are, but five grand would mean something to me if I. Even it's in if the I would, millions. All three of them. Yeah, all three of those. Definitely Stamkos, and even probably Hayes and Kalorn are making millions. Okay, then in that case, it's low mil. Stamkos is probably making. Mid, you know, maybe five, six, seven. I don't know what his contract is, but I'm sure. Are you talking over the course of his contract or for a year? Per year, I'm talking per year. Okay, then, then honestly, five thousand for them. Yeah, it, then it is sort of a a nominal fine for them. I again, I thought maybe one of them would have been on like a rookie contract or something, making like a hundred thousand no, or something. Guys, no, they're all old enough. Um, but it does remind me, and I thought it was hilarious, is Corey Perry had a similar thing. They were standing, it was during a TV timeout, and he's taking a drink from his water bottle. And I think, so he plays for the Ducks. I think they were playing the Kings. I'm pretty sure it was the Kings. And I can't remember who was standing next to him, but he's he's Canadian. And the guy standing next to him, also Canadian. So they had played on the Canadian national team together. So the guy had taken his glove off. 
And Corey Perry takes a water bottle and squirts a bunch of water into the guy's glove. And then the guy picks up his glove. And the ref was standing right there. Just thought it was funny, too, that this guy squirted some water. Like, what is this guy doing squirting water into his his glove? Yeah, right? I'm not even a hockey player. So... The you want to talk about NHL prospects trying fantasy football next, or do you want to talk about the? Uh, nah, let's 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 do the, the slap shot, the death of the slap shot. Again, I don't play hockey and um, was not even aware of this transition in the game. Um, but the article from the Wall Street Journal is just saying that you know thirty percent decrease in slap shots since the 2009-2010 season. So over the last seven years, uh, certainly when you think about it, think about it in one big chunk. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> think about it. I'm going to, what are you thinking about? Uh, yeah. Um, it seems like a lot. Obviously, it's been gradual over that seven-year period. It, it, was, it was fascinating to me that that's what's occurred. And I can't remember... I should because I just read it, but some things I wanted to comment on why it would be going down is the players are just, they're faster. So the time it takes to wind up a slap shot and get it off, Mm -hmm. it just, it takes too long. That's one. I wrote them down. I'm going to. So that would, which was not mentioned in the article at all. Right. Talking about. You, you pass the puck up to the guy at the point. By the time he winds up and takes a shot, there's probably somebody in front of him blocking it, which so, turns into an opportunity the other way. You think that's a, a, a um, the nature of conditioning, equipment, all I just of think the things have made the, every, made the players faster. Every sport gets faster just through whatever. Okay. So it just it, it's, it takes... Picking faster players too, right? Right. And that's another thing that is so... Guys are just faster, so the only time you really see this is anecdotal, so I don't know the statistics. I feel like the only time you see a slap shot is on the power play, and oh. usually it's not a great option. They're lo- usually looking for some better option, but they're, they're trying to get a usually a rebound, they're like, right? All right? They're we've trying been to pass it. Well, yeah, or tip shot or whatnot. But it's like, all right, we've been passing around for thirty-five seconds. We need to take a shot. Yeah. Or you see, like, and they talked about it. Somebody like Alex Ovechkin, he takes. Basically, a one-timer slap shot is great at it. Scores a bunch of goals. He'll line up on the top of the left circle. They'll just pass it over to him. He'll rip a slap shot. Nobody has time to get in front of it. Right, and because it's a one, the, it's a one in that timer. case, it's a one-timer because he's, which is a little different. Right, it is. Which would be fascinating if they could break it down that way. Because the other ones, you're right. It, it probably would be limited to the um, power play. Um, because you just don't have the time to set up. Right. The other thing is goalies are bigger and faster. So bigger, they just take up more space in general. Mm-hmm. They're they're taller, so you can't, you know, you got to be very precise, and a slap shot's not very pre- precise. And then faster is, you know, their gloves are faster, their blockers are faster. Sticks. I think that's because sticks are lighter and equipment is lighter, so they're able to react faster. Um I think also equipment for players has improved, so they're more likely to block a shot. Huh. They're they're wearing skaters. When I say yep, players, yeah, yeah, is, I uh, A random guy is much more likely to get in front of it because he knows right. he's not going to get hurt. Yeah, he just so put the his shot's legs not even getting and... through or you know lay down. And then the other well, thing which to, I... to that point, which I don't know if this comes in in, in this point, but I'm going to interject it at this time. Was the fact they said that you know 
if you go back 20 or 30 years, probably 30, maybe even 40 years, the shot's much more intimidating, especially for goalies with the mask, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you did not want to take a slap shot in the face or anywhere near that type <laughs> because your equipment could not handle it. You had to block it. And, you know, today, even if you got a slap shot on the goalie's mask, he masked 30, 40 years ago was flush against his face. He's going to feel that. Yeah. It, it's, it's probably going to injure him. Um, where today, you know, I, I think there's even been times when the, the puck's gotten caught in their masks, right? Have they? I don't oh, know. I haven't, I, seen, I haven't seen that. Okay. But it definitely, you know, from an experience of playing it, goalies say it's like a ringing. It's more like a, they just hear a ringing for a while. Depends where they get hit. If it's right in the face or the, the front. So their I, ears ring after yeah. they get hit? Okay. And so that, I've never heard of one getting hit in the back of the head because I don't know how you'd be facing the backwards when a slap shot goes off but oh man that there's would... a lot less protection there so yeah there's that like would none, hurt, yeah, but sure. it's 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 still annoying they don't like getting hit in the face but obviously yeah, it's, it's more like anyway. just a, a ringing if anything okay it's not too too bad but uh and then my so i thought it, the article did a good pretty good job but those are the points i would add because they were talking about um it just not being as effective a shot, which is true. You know, a wrist shot or a little snapshot is going to be almost just as hard. It's mm-hmm. really not that much, you know, because of stick technology, it's almost just as hard, which is something they didn't mention. Wrist right. shots, you can get up to like 90 miles an hour with a wrist shot, whereas the hardest slap shot is like maybe 100, I can't remember what the record is, like 116. That's the hardest. Right. So, uh, yeah, and and the other thing I thought, but these are the the things that I would kind of have interesting in how he justified it is he was talking about forwards a lot of times, and forwards just don't take a lot of slap shots. He wasn't talking about defensemen, the people who would be taking them. And then he was to get his percentages, he was talking about goal like slap shots that scored goals. And so a lot of times a slap shot is going to generate, like we talked about, a rebound right. or a tipped, which is not. Then the it's goal not considered the shot either. No, the, the other guy pers- gets the goal. And, and, the, so, and the slapper gets the uh, assist. Right. And so I would just say maybe you need it because from watching the game, again, it's anecdotal because I'm not writing stuff down and taking, but it seems like there's just as many, but most of them get blocked, miss, get tipped, or, you know, the goalie mm-hmm. saves them. So scoring in general is down in the NHL. So the trend, it's been trending downwards as goalies get bigger and better. So, yeah, because he, the only, that's the only reason is because he's taking his statistics from goals that are scored on slap shots. So that's the only thing I, I would argue is maybe, and I don't know if there's anything that tracks that. Just the shots in general. And then how many attempted are, by slap shot shots or how many account by. for assists. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's it. That's a good uh, yeah. call. That's out. the only thing I would ask is he's saying that it's a dying art. It's dying off, and I, I I don't feel like that that it is. But I mean, at least they're scoring less goals. That's mm-hmm. that's definitely true. All right. So last topic yeah. uh, again, ho- hockey topic. We'll make here it brief. Is the. Uh, the Blackhawks, they're playing fantasy football, and I guess they have a couple leagues, but the the league that is interesting is it's seven Europeans and one American, right? Oh, my goodness. I hope the American wipes them out. 
No, I don't think he's doing very good. Okay. I can't even remember. This is from a while ago. Or maybe it's some... <laughs> what are we even Canadian doing stuff. drafting a league in week two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one's Czech, one's Finnish, two are Canadian, three are Swedish, and one is American. Oh, is- and the Thursday night game had already kicked off. And so you're talking about when they did their draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting that they're doing this this league. I don't know. I can't remember anything that was in it. Do you? Oh, well, it's saying that there's there's eight uh seven are in the Blackhawks organization. I don't know who the including top four defensemen uh Kyle oh, Bone who Kyle Bone that was oh, traded. he was traded to Montreal, Montreal. in October. Got mm-hmm. a Czech guy finished two are Canadian, this is three the are only Swedish. Thing- and one I just said American. that. <laughs> I just said that. Oh yeah, their football <laughs> knowledge. Who says he watched the game last the last game of the year and did a competition where you fill in boxes, <laughs> the Super Bowl squares. Oh, Luke Snuggerud. Ah, yeah, is on is in that league. Yeah, okay. Yeah, local local kid or yeah, Eden Prairie. Local, yeah, but uh, this is the only thing I remember is the one guy was like super happy because he's like, yeah, I got. I got David Johnson, I got Julian Edelman, and I can't remember the third guy I got. All who were done for the season. Ouch. Because like, they drafted it. Uh, yeah, here it is. I found it. So you got David Johnson, Julian Edelman, and Allen Robinson. All who were done for the season. I mean, David Johnson might come back for week 16. Maybe, But yeah. he was super happy. He's like, oh, I got all these great guys. None of them are playing. <laughs> yeah, I guess they should stay in the hockey uh I don't even know they have. They must have fantasy hockey. So yeah, they do. It's uh, it's it's a lot more dedication than fantasy football. Yeah, it's probably it's, well. Number one, you got eighty-two games, and so the way you can do it is you can reset your roster for every calendar day. And at least the league that I'm in is you get a. Oh, certain, you do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I get a certain. You get a certain amount of switches per calendar day. I think not per week, mm-hmm. or maybe it is per week. I think it's per week. So you can switch guys in and out, but then you have to look at who's playing. It, it gets to the point where I'm just like, I'm just looking if they're playing or not. I'm not looking for potential matchups. But what's nice is you can set each day. Okay. So you don't have to go back every day and change it. It's yeah. not like, because uh, fantasy football is like, when you make the change, it's for now. You know, right, it just right. happened. Whereas this, you can go through the days and set it. So you can set it two weeks in advance, which is That's nice. usually what I do. And then... So it's a lot, and then like it, like I said, it's eighty-two games. It's a little bit longer of a season, mm. but much longer. Yeah, yeah. Draft a lot more players. So, all right. I think that's it. You want to have a good night. Thanks.